Hello everyone and welcome back to All Aboard the J Train. It's your host J Train. I want to apologize for the show being a few days late. It's been a hectic week. My work schedule got a little mixed up so that I could have tomorrow off for personal reasons. Anyway, today's topic is the one night stand. Wow, chicka wow wow. Anyway, <laughs> Same as last week, I just want to start you off with some stats about this particular occurrence. Here we go. One night stands are emotional. Now there's people out there that say they can have sex without emotion. Kudos to them. You might feel used after a one night stand. You feel dirty. Like the other person didn't care, which really they're not required to. You can't. Oh, you can stop worrying about your body because you're never gonna see the other person again. Doesn't matter if you have love handles or certain areas are smaller than you would like. Your partner might run away quicker than you think. That's a. Uh, that's actually gonna be part of my story. The sex could be the greatest or completely bad. That's because you know, they might know some stuff that you don't know, or they might not know anything. Plus, you know, when you're with a long-term person, they get to know how you like to be touched and what really turns you on. A new one isn't going to know any of that stuff, so it could be completely unsatisfactory. Some one-night stands might lead to relationships. Highly unlikely. Narcissistic people tend to be more attracted to one-night stands. It says people who tend to obsess about themselves too much are more attracted towards these casual encounters than people who have a sense of humility. Casual sex is linked to depression. So, any of you out there who are depressed, you're checking the number of partners you have. It says people who have depressing thoughts tend to engage in casual sex to make themselves feel good. Well, isn't that kind of the point? Women with broader body frames are more attracted to one-night stands. So... Big thighs, big hips. You can blame your DNA for the casual hookup. Can't you blame everything on your DNA nowadays? Supposedly there's a particular gene in the DNA that makes you more likely to engage in infidelity and casual sex. I don't know about that. Anyways... So, on to my story. Picture, Vegas, 2013. If you get that reference, I applaud you. <sighs> anyway, I was taking my first vacation in I don't even know how long. And I decided to go to Vegas, have a little fun. 
which I wasn't expecting. That's kind of fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure I went and played bingo with my cousin, JB. I don't know if she wants her name out there, but shout out JB. <laughs> then went to my hotel room. I think I spent the week uh, looking at the sites. Might have been the time where I did the indoor skydiving, which is really fun if you ever have the chance. Don't think I ever made it to the aquarium. I wanted to go to that. Anyway, on the night of February 13th, I remember because it was the day before Valentine's Day, I went to Thunder from Down Under at the show. People in attendance, mostly bachelorette groups, single moms, probably a couple of gay guys, but it was a great show, just all the dancing, and of course the stripping, I enjoyed it. So they gave us a admission to the LAX nightclub inside the Excalibur. So following the show, before the club opened, I hit up the smoothie bar, had something to drink, got my energy up, then I headed over to the club. And I made the entrance beautiful. Nice stairs, blue sparkling lights, it just looked great. Then I got inside the club. And it was so boring. There was, of course, the DJ booth, a bar, and a small dance floor. And that was it. I was extremely disappointed, but decided to hang anyway. So I think I was standing over at the bar, just uh, chilling, watching the people, listening to the music. This guy comes, walks over to me introduced himself as Bobby. No last names because, you know, who asked for last names in a one-night stand? Of course, at the time I didn't know that's where that was leading to. So, Bobby and I are having drinks. Not a whole lot. I, don't worry, I wasn't drunk. I knew exactly what I was doing. Then, we did some dirty dancing. After about an hour or so, Bobby invited me back to his hotel room, it was at Excalibur, and there was a tiny voice inside my head saying, Don't do this! Don't do this! Well, guess what? I ignored that voice. We get into Bobby's room, and he's got a roommate there, but it was all good because this guy was headed off to have a three-way with a chick and another dude. wonder how that turned out for him. So, roommate left, sat down, Bobby offered me another drink, just had a soda. We were talking, probably about some bullshit that you don't really care about knowing. And eventually, he took my drink and he kissed me. Still that little voice saying, you can stand up right now and walk out. Guess what? It had been over a year since I'd gotten laid, so I didn't listen to that voice. <laughs> I probably should have, but I didn't. And 
so, well, you know what happens in a situation like that. Clothes come off. Forgot about the condom. Not smart. <laughs> please, please use condoms. And kissing, touching. Don't worry, he didn't like come inside me. I think he came on my stomach or something like that. But anyway, we sat and had something else to drink. I remember looking on a computer. I don't remember why. Uh, after about hour or two, I think we fucked again. Pretty sure that time it was doggy style. And another short break, another fuck, and I was thinking, you know, I could, I could have walked out at any time, but I don't know, for some reason I, I just, I didn't want to. I guess really that's not so bad when it's been that long since you've been touched and had someone who actually wanted you. You're not thinking straight. Oh, and for those of you who know me, you know my type. Tall, thin, dark hair. This was exactly what this guy looked like. I don't know why, that's, that's just what I fall for. So anyway, eventually Bobby and I fell asleep in his bed. And then several hours later I woke up because his friend taking my picture with his camera phone and he left the flash on so that woke me up and I remember groggily looking at him like fuck are you doing and he said oh don't worry this is this is just for posterity we're not going to share it anywhere and I sure hope and sure fucking hope that that was true because it would have been awkward had my picture gotten out there and then I woke up in the morning, wits about me, and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I grabbed my clothes, I think I was wearing like a button up shirt and a skirt. Uh, tried to look for my underwear, honestly couldn't find it, decided it wasn't that important. Found my wallet, keys phone. Bank card was still in my wallet. Those are all the important things. And then I just snuck out of the room, closed the door very quietly, and ran down the hallway and out of the Excalibur and back to my room at good old Circus Circus. Yeah, the uh, Poor people hotel in Vegas. And I just kind of sat there like, what the hell did I just do? Stayed on the Circus Circus end of Vegas for the rest of my vacation because I did not want to risk running into Bobby again. He had offered to take me for breakfast, but, you know, after a one-night stand, you just want to 
GTFO and not see the other person. It's just not worth it. It's awkward. So, yeah, the next day or two, I think it was, I just, just stayed on that end of town. Then JP came, picked me up, drive me back to our home city. And she, uh, she was the first person that I told. Because I know that my cuz will not judge me and just want to make sure that I was okay, which I was. Told a couple of friends. Most of them were happy for me. I think they were all upset that I, we didn't use protection, but the way I saw it, you know, no rash, leakage, creatures. And within a month, I knew there was no baby, so it was all good there. Some people wondered why I didn't get his phone number. Why would I want to keep in contact? That's the whole point of a one-night stand. You do it, you go, you don't see him again. Unless, like in that list I was reading, it turns into a relationship. Which isn't likely, I don't believe. Oh yeah, that's my story. Probably one of the, I guess you could say, benefits of a one-night stand. You might learn something new. You never know. They could have some moves you weren't aware of. Or, you know, you could have some fun, look something up together. Now that the interwebs is everywhere, even on your phone. You do have to be cautious, you know, if they're taking pictures or videos and you don't know. I mean, when that friend flashed his freaking camera in my face, I was not happy. Number one, because I was tired. Number two, because even though he said it's not going to go any further than his phone, you don't fucking know. You don't know these people. So gonna have a one night stand, try to make sure that they're not doing any recording or any pictures. You know, in all honesty, there's no reason to feel shame. Unless, you know, you fucked a married person and you didn't mean to. <laughs> but even then, you might not feel shame. I guess you could lower your standards a little bit or up your standards see if you can get that, that hottie that you never otherwise have a chance with for a one-time deal might make you feel good might make you feel bad scary thing these people could be lying about their STD STI status I looked up because that Bobby was actually telling me the truth because I would not have liked to end up with, you know, crabs or chlamydia or something else nasty along those lines. Or with a baby. That would have really sucked. I have some more interesting statistics for you thanks to this website called Casual Calvin. I guess it's all about 
one night stands and hookups. It says 70% of Americans have had a one night stand. That's crazy. 22% of people had an orgasm during a hookup. That's probably because, you know, you don't know the other person's body, what they like, where they want to be touched. Pretty sure I didn't. Of course, it's much easier for a male. Half of Americans have had fewer than 10 partners. Well, including my one night stand, that puts my grand total at two. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure I'm well below the average. Says here only 12% have had one partner. Those are very, very low statistics, but hey, no judge. 48% of Americans are satisfied with their sex lives. That's really low. The average sex session is seven minutes. Wow. But 12.5% of respondents said that their sexual encounters last over an hour long. Now, does that mean, well, that includes foreplay, penetration, climax, and cleanup? Or is that strictly the penetration part that's an hour long? Because that sounds like a lot. College students want hookups to lead to more. Whether that be a relationship or friends with benefits, 72% of college students had at least one hookup by their senior year. And the average was 10 hookup partners for men and 7 for women. That's a lot of hookups. Thirty-three percent of people have had more than one partner in 24 hours. Eighty-one percent of the respondents were male. More people meet at bars than on dating apps, so I guess face-to-face -face is still the best way to go. That's what I did. Of course, you know, dating apps weren't really all the rage back in 2013. I don't think I had that smart of a smartphone, anyway. Yeah. At least with a bar, you can meet them, talk to them, get to know a little bit, hopefully. Whereas the, uh, the dating app, you just jump in, do your thing, and go. So, if if you have a one-night stand at some point in the future, please, please, please use a condom. <laughs> I beg of you. Of course, I'm pretty sure that if I'd asked Bobby to use a condom and he had to go out and get one, I would have gotten up and left. My senses probably would have come to me at that point. I would have said, yeah, Jonah, this isn't a good idea. But it didn't happen. No. I know there's some guys that just carry them in their wallet for 
such an occasion. But not everyone does, apparently. And I know there's some women that keep condoms with them. But how do you know? Unless you have, say, a variety? Because there's so many different sizes. And shapes. Some dicks are bent different than others. So how can you have, you know, a one-size-all dick rain jacket with you at all times? I don't see that happening. Thank you all for listening to my story today. I just created a Facebook page that you can follow me on. It is All Aboard the J Train on Facebook. And of course you can all also follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and my hosting site Buzzsprout. Until next time, thank you for taking this ride with me.